But, you know, something interesting, Ash, that I found in the years of doing this is the students that have the least information, that have zero background in anything to do with internet marketing or building a website or anything like that. They know nothing. Mm -hmm. Those are the students consistently are the fastest to get up and running. Hey, this is Kyle Tully from ConsultingTycoon.com and you're listening to my friend Ash Roy on ProductiveInsights.com. Welcome to the Productive Insights Podcast, where you can learn how to systemize, automate, and scale your business via the internet. To access previous episodes and useful productivity tips, go to ProductiveInsights.com. Now, here's your host, Ash Roy. Hey there, welcome back to the second part of a two-part series with Andrew Locke on membership sites. Now, in the first part, we talked a lot about the tactical aspects of setting up your membership site, what tools to use, how many people you need to have on the membership site before you launch it, how much content you need to have on the membership site, all sorts of stuff like that. Now, in this part, part two of this two-part series, we start off talking about the challenges that people typically face when launching membership sites, but then the conversation really moves into mindset, which is a very important component of launching a membership site, and I've seen a a lot of people struggle with this. So I think you'll find it very useful. It also applies to a lot of other ventures that business owners and entrepreneurs embark on. Before you listen to this part, I strongly recommend you go back and listen to part one first, because that really does set the context for this discussion. Now, if you are looking to set up a membership site and you do want some more content in this area, then check out episode number two with James Schramko, where we talk about how to use recurring income to maximize your profit and fund the perfect lifestyle. And the URL for that is ProductiveInsights.com forward slash James hyphen Schramko, spelled S-C-H-R-A-M-K-O. Episode number 43 with Robbie Kelman-Baxter on the membership economy, a very, very smart lady, educated in Harvard and Stanford and has written the book, The Membership Economy, and consults to companies like Netflix, Microsoft, and so on. The URL for that one is ProductiveInsights.com forward slash R-O-B-B-I-E hyphen B-A-X T-E-R, Robbie hyphen Baxter. Episode number 50 with James Schramko again on frameworks for business profitability and a perfect lifestyle. He talks a bit about membership sites there as well. The URL for that one is ProductiveInsights.com forward slash James hyphen Schramko hyphen two. And then episode number 63 with Shane and Jocelyn Sams on how to set up a recurring income business using membership sites. These guys were featured on Forbes for their incredible success in a very short space of time. So you definitely want to check that one out as well. And the URL for that is ProductiveInsights.com forward slash Shane hyphen Jocelyn hyphen Sams. The easiest way to get there is just go to ProductiveInsights.com and type in Shane in the search bar or just go to Google and type in Productive Insights. Shane, and it should come up. This episode is brought to you by the Productive Insights Done For You podcast launch service, which positions you as a leading authority in your market and successfully turns listeners into long-term high-value customers. Book a call with me on ProductiveInsights.com forward slash podcast hyphen setup to discuss how we can get started. And I will include a link to this page in the show notes. Now let's hear from Andrew Locke on the biggest challenges when it comes to setting up a membership site and how to get your mindset right. Okay, let's talk a bit about the biggest challenges. Now, I've already got a list here of quite a few challenges that people come up against with membership sites. I'm going to just talk through those and then you tell me if uh, you can fill in the blanks if you think there's anything else that's relevant. Sure. So one of the biggest challenges I found is people aren't 
clear about how much content to start with, and we talked about 12 pieces of content. People are worried about how many people do I need on my site to get started. And we've talked about how that only applies to forums, and we've talked about a possible solution to get around that, to try and just get people yeah. involved. We've also talked about being open and honest about your level of expertise and saying, listen, I'm going on this journey. Would you like to join me on the journey rather than saying I am the ultimate knowledgeable person in this particular niche and putting yourself in a position right. where you are potentially setting up very high expectations. Yeah. A lot of challenges I find is people just have with membership sites, and I'm guilty of this as much as anyone else, getting started. Just get started and make a plan it's, and start doing it. It's the single biggest hurdle. You know, I've been coaching people for a long time on this topic, and it is absolutely by far that people have paralysis of analysis. They have fear of what if I choose a topic that doesn't work out? What if this, that, and the other? And the truth is that the only way to do it is to just dump, jump in with two feet, learn it as you go. Because even in the worst case scenario where you've chosen a topic that sort of is on the decline, what you've learned in that process allows you to much more easily start another topic very, very quickly and be quickly making money with that topic. But if you never get started, you never achieve anything. So it's absolutely by far, and it really stems from a mental block for most people is just this fear of making the wrong decision or fear of not having all of the information that they think that they need. But, you know, something interesting, Ash, that I found in the years of doing this is the students that have the least information that have zero background in anything to do with internet marketing or building a website or anything like that. They know nothing. Mm -hmm. Those are the students consistently are the fastest to get up and running and make money. And the reason is because they don't ask a lot of questions. Right. They don't have the mental blocks based on, well, what if, mm -hmm. but they follow the system that's been presented to them just almost blindly. Mm. All right, Andrew says to do this, so I'm going to do that. And they follow it. And, you know, it's really quite funny because they have the least experience and they're the most successful, the fastest consistently. And, and it shows that we can be our own worst enemies because especially if we are kind of a, an inquisitive or curious person, mm. we think that we need to have the answers to all these, every little kind of nuanced detail, when the truth is we don't. None of those little details are preventing us from making money. If they are things that we need to know, we'll get there, we'll figure it out in the long run. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, we can actually be making money while we're, you know, while we're figuring those things out. That is such a good point. You just touched on two very big fears there. You know, one is not having enough knowledge and the other is making a mistake. And in the case of both those fears, someone who's a total newbie to the industry probably doesn't know enough to know that they don't know a whole lot of stuff. And so they <laughs> That's right. don't have that fear, if that makes any sense. They don't know what they don't know. They don't know what they don't know. And yeah, yeah. They don't, they don't know, literally don't know what they don't know. And so they're not prevented from making progress because they trust the system and they just follow the system. All right, you know, next step, do this. All right, they do it. They're not yeah. thinking, 
well, I, I hope this is going to work or what about such and such? Or I heard that so-and-so disagreed with this and they said, but, you know, all of those things are negative in terms of, you know, they have the potential to take people out. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's fascinating because it reminds me that uh, so much of success is about our own belief mm. in being successful. It's, it's really interesting. So this must be quite difficult for you as someone who's teaching people this because you see so many people just agonizing and analyzing but not actually yeah. taking action. It's very frustrating uh, <laughs> as a teacher because I know my system works, but you know, it does require the person to believe it, at, believe the system and also believe in themselves. Typically, the biggest hurdle is the self-belief because you know, so many people have these fears of what if it doesn't work out? You know, what if I spend this time on it and, you know, I'm not making money and all these questions that go round and round in their head. And that's what can prevent prevent them from being successful. Well, see, this is a really important point, And I really I'm glad you mentioned it. So let's talk a little bit about that mindset, right? Self-belief mindset. What has worked most successfully in the years that you've been teaching your students, apart from the ignorance is bliss element where they don't know a lot about the industry and they just go in and take action. I, I get that. But for people who do tend to be analytical or, you know, second guess themselves or have a lot of anxiety, what if I fail? I'll tell you one of my anxieties is if I launch a membership site and it doesn't succeed, I worry that, oh, that's going to affect my brand, you know, my brand out there in the market. Will people trust me if I launch another membership site afterwards? Those sorts of things. So how does a person deal with that and move past it? Well, part of it is following a system, you know, follow rather than trying to reinvent the wheel. If you follow what someone else has already done and you know that they're successful, then mm -hmm. obviously you're much more likely to be successful yourself. But if we were really allowed ourselves to be controlled by the what if scenario, yep. then we wouldn't accomplish anything because True. there's risks in anything. True. And so we have to we have to kind of reach a point where, you know, we we say to ourselves, do I have enough specialized knowledge and assistance to move forward with this confidently, mm -hmm. trusting that most likely it will work. Yeah. And if the answer is yes, then just Go ahead. So again, it's it's about having the right framework in place rather than sort of hoping and praying that it will work. Yes. It, the decision to move forward should be based on, you know, should be based on facts. It should be based on, do I have a system that's already proven? Yes. So that's good enough for me. I'm going to follow that system. You know, again, recognizing that there are always risks in business. There's no guarantees, mm -hmm. but you'll have as good a chance as any. And, you know, the reality is that even if something didn't work out, we have to be willing to recognize that just get up, brush yourself off. And the next time that you do it, it's going to be much faster, mm -hmm. much simpler and much more likely to be successful based on the lessons that you learned doing it the first time. So, you know, if you, if you look at most hyper-successful entrepreneurs out there in business, most of them have had some big failures. Yep. But if they, if they didn't start something because of that fear of the potential of failure, mm -hmm. then they wouldn't be where they were today. Yes. Because failure always teaches you lessons. You know, in fact, I say that failure is a necessary part of success. 
Yes. You have to experience failure in order to be successful because everybody that I know has had some some failures. Some have been big, big failures like bankruptcy in some circumstances. I know you've faced some amazing challenges and overcome them in your journey as well. So every successful entrepreneur has. Everybody has. You know, I've been in some terrible business partnerships that were, you know, ended up in expensive legal battles. I've experienced all kinds of obstacles. Everybody has obstacles, but you can't allow those things to prevent you from taking positive steps forward. Because like I say, if you take the view in order to be successful, you have to have some failures. Uh It should just drive you forward. Okay, let's get these failures out of the way and move forward. And, And like I say, you know, that has happened to some students where, for example, they've gone, they've created a topic, but realized, you know what, actually, I've realized in doing this, that this isn't the subject that I'm most passionate about. Right. But now that I've done this, and I know what to do, I know exactly how to do it, and I know how to avoid the mistakes, I'm now going to go into this niche over here and they just do it and they do it very quickly and they're successful and they don't regret what they did over here because it taught them valuable lessons. Right. Okay. So I'm hearing two key things for people who have a lot of anxiety about making mistakes or, you know, failing. Actually, three things. One, find a trusted system that you know that works. So if you're looking to launch your own membership site, find someone who's launched a membership site, get onto their training program follow their instructions, don't ask too many questions. Yeah, don't try and reinvent the wheel. Don't try and reinvent the wheel. Two, if you have found this system that works or this person or the mentor that has had success with it, then make a decision to just implement what they say. And three, recognize that you may fail and that's okay because guess what? When you get in the car to drive somewhere or you get on a plane or you get out of the house, there's a possibility of something going wrong and you know, you cannot live a life that is 100% guaranteed. So just get on with it, take action. There's no such thing. There's no such thing. Yeah, life is full of uncertainties. And by the way, it is okay to ask questions, but those questions should be what I call clarifying questions. So, you know, it's not that you're questioning the process. Yeah, You're asking clarifying questions to make sure that you understand it correctly. Right. So there's different types of questions. It's not wrong to ask questions if you, if you are invested in a system, but the wrong questions are, you know, well, I heard so-and-so said this, or, you know, are you sure this works or that, you know, that's not a good question because you've got to trust the system, but a clarifying question where you say, now, just so I'm clear, Am I doing this in the right sequence? That's, right. that's a good question. So those are action-oriented questions. Am I implementing the process correctly as opposed to does this process work? Yeah, clarifying, yeah. So I guess if you're going to ask the does this process work type questions, you can do that before you accept the process into your life. But once you've, right, you've right. decided to adopt it, then don't go back and start asking does the process work? That's too late. Now you've committed to it. Now just drive through and implement the thing and then decide whether it's worked or not. And and part of it too relates to finding the right system. You know, we all know that unfortunately there are trainings and courses and individuals out there online that uh, don't deliver what they say they're going to deliver. Exactly. Uh, or, the you know, the information is not good or whatever. So the thing to realize about that is that it's very easy to verify 
whether something is good or not. And that's through Google. Just, you know, if it's someone that you're not familiar with, Google their name, mm -hmm. perhaps with the name of the course or reviews, use that word, mm -hmm. and see what other people say about it. Because guess what? If they don't have a good reputation, mm -hmm. it's easy to find that out on Google. Now, of course, you can't please everybody. So, you know, it's everybody's probably going to have some unhappy customers. Exactly. It's impossible to please everyone all the time. But if you find a hundred reviews that say, this is great, it helped me, I'm successful as a result of following the system, mm -hmm. and, you know, maybe one that says, you know, it didn't work for me, well, you know, you have to take that with a pinch of salt, just right. like you do when you read reviews on Amazon. Exactly. But if you find a hundred reviews that say, this was a scam, it wasn't worth the money, and then of course, then you know that's a warning sign. Mm. So these days, with the power of Google, it is very easy and very quick to find out whether a system that's being offered or a course or a training or whatever it is, or a product, is good or not. Just use Google. Let Google be your friend. Okay, fantastic. Well, this brings us to the action section, and there is so much valuable information that you've given me. So I'm going to try and say some of these things back around actions that a listener can take right now to get started with their membership site. The first thing is find yourself a system that you believe works, do your research on Google, get clear on whether it works or not, and make a decision whether you're going to adopt that system. Once you've made that decision, don't go back and question whether the system works or not or whether the person <laughs> is valid or not. Your only question should be around how do I implement this and how do I get this thing going and turn it into a viable business? That's it. So clarifying questions, as you put it. Otherwise, you will procrastinate and you will have paralysis of analysis. Correct. Which, which isn't going to help you get to where you want to be. Correct. The other thing is, if you want to create a membership site, make sure it's something you're passionate about and something you really believe in and you want to be engaged with for a long period of time. Because guess what? If you're not, the wheels are going to fall off very quickly into the process and you're going to get frustrated. And so is, so is your audience. And that's a recipe for failure. Another thing is, if you're going to establish a membership site, don't agonize over how much content. 12 pieces of content is a reasonable amount to start with. Make sure you pick a niche topic. Don't try and go too broad. Try and think about what specific area you're interested in and then find a niche within that area. And a good way to validate the, the viability of the niche is use a tool like SEMrush or even Google, really, and try and get a feel for what that yeah. niche is like. Or as you teach in your course check out Amazon and look at how many magazines there are in that area that's been written about in Amazon or magazines.com or, you know, one of those sites. And use Fiverr as a research tool as well, where people have access to a lot of these tools like SEMrush, and they'll do it for you for five bucks. So you don't even need to actually skill yourself up on SEMrush or even get the subscription. People will do it for you. So yep. those are some actions to really get started quickly. But the biggest one is take action. Is there anything else you would like to add to that? You did a nice summary there, actually. One clarifying thing I would say about the research process is um, part of what you're looking for is demand. And I think we covered that quite well. But the other part of what we're looking for in evaluating whether a niche is a good one or not is are people already spending money on that topic? So, for example, are there... Are the courses being sold on that topic online? Are there membership sites? 
you know, it doesn't matter if there aren't, but just if there are, that's a good thing. Yes. Are there books that are sold on that topic? You know, go to Amazon and look, search for books on that topic. Like a cooking example, go to Amazon and search for gluten-free cooking. Are books being sold on that topic? If there are, it validates that people are willing to spend money on that topic. So the two areas of research are, is there sufficient demand? Are there sufficient number of people searching for it? Mm. And secondly, are people spending money to pay for solutions, to pay for information? Those are the two broad questions that need to be answered in evaluating any topic. And for courses, you can check out udemy.com, which is quite prolific. Just go to udemy.com, put Udemy in the search bar. Udemy is a bar. good one. ClickBank is another good one Yep. Uh, to look at. And also JVZoo. I was just going to say that one. Yep, JVZoo as well. Okay, so these... Yeah, if, so if there's, if there's no courses or trainings on the topic or, or books or magazines, that would be an alarm bell because, you know, the internet is very mature. And so, you know, you're not going to be the first to offer information on this topic. If there's nothing's being sold on that topic, that would be a very big alarm bell that uh, it's not a good topic. Okay. So there's a great list of uh, sites you can check out to check for viability of your course. ClickBank, JVZoo, Udemy, Amazon. And I'll, I'll put all these links in the show notes as I will to your site as well. Which brings me to my last question, and that is, how do listeners find out more about you? And is there anything else you'd like to add to this conversation? Uh-huh. Uh, well, thanks, first of all, for uh, asking that. I think we covered it pretty well. You know, as you can tell, I get passionate about this topic. <laughs> I, I want people to succeed. So the main hub of my business, which is helping entrepreneurs, is a website called helpmybusiness.com. And that's uh, where I have my free weekly TV show where I present in a very kind of humorous way uh, practical lessons that people can use in their business to grow a business. And then so that's helpmybusiness.com. And then specific to membership sites, I have a very comprehensive training that guides people through everything that they need to do to evaluate a topic and to grow and to launch a membership site. And uh, that is available at membership site success system.com it's kind of a long domain name but there you go membership site success system.com has the the comprehensive training that uh in as far as i've i can see so far i've pretty much studied everything else that everybody else has put out there and seen what they've got i believe it's the most comprehensive course anywhere online i can say that confidently for taking people through step by step how to how to do it Fantastic. Well, I'll include those in the show notes as well. Uh, MembershipSiteSuccessSystem.com and to get to know more about you and your Mm. show, HelpMyBusiness.com. Now, I want to just say to the listeners, Andrew has got a fantastic sense of humor. He shared (laughs) the most awesome presentation at Supervised Business Live. And in that presentation, he started off with saying that he wanted to blend in and he had this <laughs> he had this hat with all these koalas hanging off it and this whole you know so I'm going to have that image on this podcast so definitely go and check that out on productiveinsights.com forward slash andrew hyphen lock that's l-o-c-k 
Now, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> this has been a fantastic episode. I think it was a really good episode. The first part, we talked a little bit about professionals and how they can use membership sites and how to get started with your membership site. And the second half, we talked quite a bit about mindset. So I actually might end up creating mm. this into you know, a two-part episode. And you know, if you enjoyed being on the show, I would love to have you back another time and we can talk about some other specific aspects of membership sites one day. Yeah, that would be good. You know, I'm glad we talked about the mindset component because it is probably for most people more important than the actual nuts and bolts and strategic stuff in fact you know in the course i i do cover the mindset component a little bit for that reason it's it's not my specialist topic to teach but i realize that it's what a lot of people need in order to be successful so i'm glad that we uh, sort of incorporated that because um you know most people just aren't self-motivated to the extent where mentally they can overcome the mental and emotional roadblocks that they need to mm -hmm. uh, in order to be successful most people need some external help yes well thank you so much andrew and i'm definitely feeling extremely motivated after this conversation and uh, i will look forward to having you back again soon oh it was fun yeah i appreciate the invitation ash and uh Hope it's been useful to the viewer too. Thanks for listening to the Productive Insights Podcast. You can find all the links in the show notes below this episode on ProductiveInsights.com. You can also ask questions in the comment section that Ash personally answers. How can Ash help you today?